0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you Tuesday night, just after 9 p.m., barely after 9 p.m. We're pretty much on time. Where else would you rather be, Steelers fans, especially after what some of the stuff going on today? And with me, as always, it's Seth when he's not. Here's my big brother, Rich. Big bro, Sco, how are you doing? Oh, Big Bows goes,
1: been on the run all day today. I was just telling (laughs) Dave, been home less than 10 minutes. Got home
0: with 10 minutes
1: to spare to get on here and do the podcast tonight.
0: Yeah, well, luckily this is good because I'm like, this keeps you a little bit from not – we had to do a pivot, of course. We we had to call an audible, however you want to say it, because when the reports came out just after noon today uh, that the Steelers had made their decision and they're finalizing the deal for their new offensive coordinator, I mean, we're the next live show. We we, we, we got to talk about the issue. We're going to do that. So what we were going to talk about otherwise, we might get to it later on. We might not. We'll see. But uh, So we're going to dive right in and talk about the quote-unquote new offensive coordinator. I have to say that with the quotes because it hasn't been officially announced by the Steelers. But there's been so many reports and confirmed from various places – even talking about the length of the contract, things of that nature, that I don't see that this is something that's not going to happen. We're just waiting for that official tweet or Twixt or whatever you want to call it until it's out there. Is that a good way to look at it, Rich? Yeah, and, you know, we could
1: speculate. I got my own speculation on what I figure is going on. This was done over the phone and, you know, online or however today. And Steelers aren't going to announce it until he shows up in Pittsburgh and puts ink to paper.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there, and there were some other things that kind of went down with this. For those of you out there, maybe you caught the breaking news podcast that Jeff Hartman and I did uh, afterwards where we broke it down a little bit. I'm going to try not to repeat myself a bunch from that one, but I might reference back to a few things. But uh, something that that uh, that broke right as Jeff and I went to go on, somewhere else, not to do with the Steelers, was that the offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson from Detroit, told the Seahawks and commanders, Nope, I'm not leaving Detroit. I'm staying here. And Jeff and I were, Jeff was saying, Well, you know, maybe that's kind of what's going on with the Steelers. Maybe some of the people that were names that some thought were from the 49ers that would be linked to the Steelers. Maybe they've already given them that indication. But even later this evening, we now get the report that the one of the, the – uh, might have been the only other candidate that the Steelers interviewed. Uh, I think it's Gerard Johnson is the way you say it, right? Uh, quarterback's coach for for the Houston Texans. He informed everyone he's not going anywhere. He's staying. They gave him a, a raise and a new contract. Uh, the OC in Houston, uh, uh, Slowick or however you say it, He's he said the same thing. He got a raise and a new contract. So there might just be that some people – decided they didn't want to move on. So we're going to talk about this. We kind of went with a Rob Bass DJ Easy Rock reference. Is this higher joy or pain Um, to to, to bring up the, the old song?
1: Um, hey, I'm, I'm throwing a, li- a live chat up there. Robert okay. Armstrong Sr. says, what's up, guys? Finally being alive. Thanks to my job finally giving me some time off. So glad to have you here, Robert. So,
0: there you go. Time off is always nice. Time off is always nice. But first of all, I don't, I'm giving this kind of an incomplete. I'm still waiting to see after this hire is announced what else the Steelers do. But we're going to talk about this a little bit. some some people in Steelers Nation are pretty upset. the the comments early on before we even hit go live for the show were very positive. So we've already get some some discrepancy there between the joy or the pain from Steelers Nation. Rich, what was your knee-jerk reaction when you first heard that uh, Arthur Smith was going to be the Steelers offense coordinator? I I looked at it as what I want to say.
1: Um I didn't jump out of my seat, run around with a woo-hoo, but really my thought was, hey, that's that's solid. It's a it's a solid hire, right? Yeah. Some people some people might argue that, well, you know, we kind of know where his ceiling is, and you know, but you can argue that you kind of know where his floor is too, and I think probably what has a lot of people disappointed is that it's not a real huge span, honestly, between the two. You know, yeah. Well, um, I, I don't see this guy coming in and being a flop, uh-huh. but I don't see him coming in either. And everybody starts screaming, Hey, you know, if Tallman's going to go. He needs to be the next head coach. Yes. Kind of thing. But I, I Honestly, the word that comes to mind for me is competent.
0: Yes. Yes. And the thing is, and I said, I'm not upset about it, but it also didn't blow me out of the water. Now I just, because I kind of, you know, the, the, the little bit of, Oh, this is interesting. That happened for me on Sunday when the report came out, I thought it was interesting because I'm like, you know, this is really, it. this is different than what the Steelers are going to do. If they're looking for someone out of the you know from the 49ers or of that of that nature, where some people thought um the hire might come from. This is very different than that, but different isn't necessarily bad, but it's also not the most awe-inspiring hire that you could have. Um, now some people are some people yet, are, but yet. Me, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm even gonna say yet
1: and Part of what makes me want to say yet is offensively, in my opinion, some of the best weapons that the Steelers have or the the things Steelers could do is create mismatches using their their tight ends. And when I say tight ends, I'm talking Muth, Mount Washington, you know, Connor Hayward, you know, and using those guys and creating mismatches. This hire can do those things. Or I feel very confident that this hire can do those
0: things. And it's so interesting because here's the first thing I'm going to say to to bring this around to help everyone realize if you're dealing with joy or pain. Stop Stop looking at his time in Atlanta. It's not that it shouldn't count at all. But you've got to remember, and this, and I, after his going into last season, when people ask me anything about him, I'm like, the verdict's out on this guy. First of all, I loved it when he grew the mustache, loved the mustache during the preseason. Because remember, the Steelers played the Falcons in the preseason. Yes. So I remember all that load uh, um, leading up to it. So I thought he was an interesting character. But you're like, oh, what do you really think of the Falcons head coach? Well, I feel like he's not very proven yet because too many times. You get someone that's that good good or great coordinator but just isn't a head coach. To me, that's so far the verdict on, on Arthur Smith. Yep. Because, now, is that bad? No. Okay. Name name other people that that's the case. Dick LeBeau. I was going to say it's the first name coming out of my mouth was Dick, Dick Lebeau. LeBeau. Yeah, Dick LeBeau you know, you could say Todd Haley and pe- I mean people would say like oh we ran Todd Haley out of town what were we thinking but he actually you know other than all the bubble screens um you know I wish we had him back blah 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 could it get any worse yeah you saw worse for the next two coordinators so that's interesting i'm not going to dive into a bunch of stats because i'm doing that on stat geek this week I'm going to break yeah. down the numbers and stuff with everything with, with Arthur Smith. I will bring up the stats. I think Jeff, is, you're probably going to hear him again tomorrow on Let's Ride. I brought him up on the Breaking News podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and repeat him just for everyone that didn't know. If you, if you look at Arthur Smith's time in Tennessee, okay, when he got promoted to the offensive coordinator, that he he followed Matt LaFleur. And the Tennessee, Tennessee's offense was not good the, the, the last year with LaFleur. And he got hired off. They were, as I said before, they were ranked 27th in points, 25th in rushing. The first year under Arthur Smith, they went up to 10th in points and twelve. I said rushing. I'm sorry. Yards, just yards. That's I, hopefully I, I, I clear up that mistake. Not rushing, yards. They were 20 27th in points, 25th in yards. Then under Smith, they've jumped up to 10th in points, 12th in yards. And the second season under Arthur Smith, they went up to 4th in points and 2nd in yards in the NFL. Now, some people are saying, oh, he doesn't – does he really – can he really develop a quarterback? Is it really your offensive coordinator's job to develop a quarterback? I don't know. All I know is that if you just do a little search, you know, you want to look up stats – I'm going to even try to bring up a little bit here. For one, Brian Tannehill, who was quarterbacking when Arthur Smith was in was in Tennessee. Okay. Uh, where did you see his best numbers of his career? In 2019 and okay, 2020, right. whenever mm-hmm. Arthur Smith was offensive coordinator. He was a – okay. Ryan Tannehill was a pro bowler in 2019. Now, I think he was re- one of those replacement guys but, or or whatever – but I mean his now he threw for a lot of yards in 2021. Um one one less touchdown, way more interceptions. Um, but I would say arguably um the the best years of, of Ryan Tannehill's career, with the exception he had one decent one in Miami, but his best his best in Tennessee were the two years with Arthur Smith. Um, so you can't say, oh, he can't do a quarterback. Oh. What, what about the receivers? If this is a ground and pound team, what about receivers? You know what? A.J. Smith was pretty good those two years, too. So I'm, I'm kind of writing off the whole thing of let's look at Tennessee and see what he did as a coordinator because some people can't handle trying to be the guy that runs the offense and being the head coach at the same time. Um, we see it a lot. I've said a lot. Now I should let you talk a little bit. <laughs>
1: um, am I supposed to just talk in general, or you have something you want me to talk about?
0: Well, you, I mean, if you wanted to
1: comment on any of the stuff I just brought up. <clears throat> no, uh, um, the the one thing you brought up there right at the end was what, actually what did something I say? you uh, said, AJ Smith. The name. You did. You
0: said AJ Smith. The receivers from the Eagles and combine their names all the time. AJ Brown. Sorry, AJ Brown. Yes. They, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, not Devontae Brown. Okay. Gotcha. Okay.
1: Now, now I got you off Kilter. No. No, no, no. I know where my where my train of thought was going. And that okay. was exactly what when I saw over the weekend that the Steelers had interviewed him. The first thing I thought was if the Steelers go that route, what they're getting is a guy that was good as a coordinator and less good at being a head coach. Yep. So, so that's why, again, like I said, I wasn't just like, Ooh, the Steelers are going out and they went out and got this super innovative up and comer and this and that. Nope. They actually didn't do that. Yeah. But
0: they it, went out it was and got what hire. I feel was the
1: what hire. I feel is a more proven commodity mm-hmm. than what the Steelers have had in their last two offensive
0: coordinators. Yes. Yeah. I mean you have to admit that if you if you go back um if you go back, I don't know how far you want to go back with Mike Tomlin, you could say, you know, Bruce Arians might have been the best coordinator. Honestly, it was probably it probably was Todd Haley. And Todd Haley's another one. Just like I said, he's a guy that meets that criteria. Didn't cut it as a head coach, was a good coordinator. Now he yeah. can head coach in the UFL or whatever it is now. Uh, that, that's fine. So the so my that's why I'm like, I don't want to count stuff with Atlanta. Now people were a lot of people saying, hey, you had B. John Robinson, didn't use him. You had Dal Pitts, you didn't use him. You had, what's the receiver? London, right? Yep. You know, Drake he London. might have struggled with that. I don't know. The other thing you, I, you also have to look at when you're looking, trying to figure out the joy of the pain, is was Arthur Smith so successful with the Titans because he had been there so long, it was so familiar with everyone that was there and everything that they had. So that could be an look, egg. look look, you could try to sit and read into yeah. all all kinds of
1: great stuff here. Here, here was another one. Uh Cecil yeah. brought up, said some guy's just better as coordinator. He said Wade Phillips sucked as a head coach. Yeah. Great coordinator.
0: Oh, what's the who's the coordinator for Kansas City? Defensive. Uh Spagnola. Yes, there's another one.
1: Yeah. There's another one. Yes. Um so 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 it's okay. You know, to me, it's okay. The, the guy got the job as a head coach because he was a good coordinator. Yeah. Just because he does, he didn't pan out as a head coach. Doesn't mean he necessarily forgot how to be be a good
0: coordinator. Yes. And, and it's funny because what Jeff said, or on the breaking news podcast is like, is this, is this an upgrade? I'm gonna say yes. Yes. This is an upgrade at It's an upgrade. Yes. The question that Steelers fans are going to want to ask, and we're not gonna know it for probably nine or nine to eleven months, if not longer, is was this higher everything that it could be? Right. That's the difference. But you maybe you could have tried to get something that was everything it could be, and it didn't ultimately work out. Why would it not ultimately work out? Well, one, if you go, you know, young up and cumber, you, you want to go and hire them, maybe it works out great, maybe it doesn't. And if it does work out great, guess what? Chances are you only have them for a season or two, and then they're going to, then, then they're moving on to be a head coach. So I don't know that that comes into the train of thought. I don't think that should, whenever no. they go to hire someone. But my goodness, look at Dick LeBeau. Look how long he stayed with the Steelers after he had a shot as head coach. Didn't work out. Comes back to the Steelers. And is there for a long time. Coordinators are usually, and most teams are only there for two or three years. So this is something that if teams aren't really interested in Arthur Smith as a head coach, because he didn't do a very good job, and he ends up doing a really nice job of coordinator, he's someone you could hold on to for a good while. So, But it all comes down to performance. So we'll have to see. Ultimately, how it goes. Now, what about the rest of the offensive coaching staff? There was the report, the rumor. It probably has nothing behind it. Jeff and I talked about it. How cool it would be. About you know, Mike Munchak said he'd like to come back into coaching. Then, um, uh. Smith worked. He he was he was under Munchak when he was in Tennessee. They have a past relationship. Maybe they could convince Munchak to come back to Pittsburgh. Well, right now the Steelers already have an offensive line coach, unless something changes there. Um, so so that's that. Um, I still like the whole notion of bringing in Mike Vrabel as as assistant head coach because the Steelers don't have one since Sean Mitchell retired. So there's all kinds of things like that but do you think there'll be any kind you know much of a change up with this with the with the coaching staff that he's going to be working with offensively um i don't know might still be a little too early to tell
1: yeah I would imagine I would imagine it'll be like you see a lot of times you'll see a couple uh, you'll see a couple positions change probably mm-hmm but but not a complete overhaul yeah that would be my guess
0: yeah i mean i i i really don't know because some it's hard to find coaches contract statuses even head coaches sometimes let alone the, the staff you know the the rest of the staff i don't know how if they're last year when the steelers all of a sudden hire another linebackers coach you're like oh is he coach is he moving from inside linebackers to outside linebackers you find out soon nope it was that Jerry O's contract was up, but they didn't bring him back. Didn't even know his contract was up. Didn't even know. So that's I don't I don't know if Pat Meyer was brought in under a two year deal or a three year deal. Right, because a two year deal he's done, and they'd have to sign him again. I didn't know Ter- Terrell Austin's contract was up. That that uh, for for him to be resigned, I thought he had another year. But it's those are just really difficult things to find, honestly. So. We'll just have to see. That's going to be the big question. So this is more of you can spin this however you want to right now and look at it uh, positively or negatively. You could focus on the time in Atlanta. You could focus on the time in Tennessee. You could even try to, like I even said, say, well, is Tennessee just the right situation for him? Who's to say Pittsburgh's not the right situation or even better? It's hard to say.
1: Yeah, So it's hard to say. But some other things that I like. I like the fact we get it done early. Good. Now we get the guy in the building. he can work on putting an offense together based on what the Steelers have for players. You know, yeah. it, it's like, let's let's get it in. Let's get it done. Plenty of time for the coaching staff to work on stuff. Boom. Let's start training camp. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, let's go. Let's get it done. Yeah, bring on free agency. Bring on free agency. See what they're going to do there. Bring on a draft. Uh, you know, believe it or not, you know. Don't worry, I know. You looking at those mock drafts, there, Rich? <laughs>
1: I despise mock drafts.
0: I was giving you a chance to say it. So, uh, Anything uh, else you want to say about this before we kind of wrap it up a and maybe roll into another topic? Um, no. Other than
1: just you know, um, I'm, I'm one of those that like if you're going to make me put initial grade on it. You know, I'm I'm probably giving it a minus B, B- grade right now, yeah. Um, just based on on where it's at, it's definitely an upgrade from where we were, but the final grade, you can't even begin to say what the final grade is. You, so you got to see, when see he how, comes how it comes in and for an the offense. Field. Yep. So you could
0: have the most. It's kind of like a draft class. You could have the most amazing draft class on paper that you think. But when you go to put everything out on the field, if it just doesn't work, it just doesn't work. Yep. That's exactly what could happen here. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? We have to wait patiently throughout this offseason in order to see, but we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break right now because we'll come back. We'll do our, we'll do our new segment that we tried out last week, see how that works. And then we're going to briefly talk about the subject that we were going to have for this podcast tonight. Um, So make sure that you stick around so you can hear that. If you're with us here on YouTube, Facebook, Twixter, we're not going anywhere. If you're with us on the audio, stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, Seward fans, here we go. We just had a nice little discussion about offensive coordinator. Don't worry for those of you in the live chat. We'll come back to it at the end of the show if you know what I mean. For now, we're going to do our segment that we tried last week that, that we're going to look at doing for the offseason. It was lots of fun last week. Lots of fun. So we're going to try it and see how we can do. We're going to come up a couple with a couple of these uh, for the first few weeks. And then we're going to see about maybe incorporating them from you all. But what what it is, is it is five minutes of non-steelers discussion, of non non-steelers talk. We brought it last week. I talked, it was a music discussion where we were talking about great, you know, albums that every song on it is great. If, we're not going to talk about it anymore today. If you want to know more about that, go check out last week's if you weren't here. Rich, this week it's you, so I have no idea what yeah. we're going to talk about. What is our five-minute discussion point? For,
1: first, I just have a quick question for you, Dave, because I didn't get to ask okay. it at the, beginning, at the beginning of the show. Okay. Um, uh, that would have been a better place to ask it, but since, you know, you brought up our, the show and we had our topic for the show, I needed to know what your weather was today. Was it sunshine or rain.
0: Oh, don't worry. We're coming <laughs> back to that at the later at the end of the show. <laughs> Just you wait. Okay? Okay. Um, All right, so I've hip. got
1: I've got the discussion. Okay. okay for our five minutes of non football. So it's a Friday evening or a Saturday evening. You don't you don't have the kids or the kids are up, you know, elsewhere in the house doing something. And you and the wife decide that you're going to watch a movie, but since you're but you're kind of leaving it to your wife. So you know that the movie is going to go towards chick flick.
0: Chick flick. Chick flick.
1: Okay. Okay. What I want to know is what is your guilty pleasure chick flick to watch with your wife?
0: Okay, okay. The timer has started. Okay, <laughs> now for the ladies in the live chat that are going to chime in, you just get to say what what you think at all. Okay, my, my guilty pleasure chick flick. I've got I've got several of them. That's what's sad. But I I, I do I, I, I do. But I but we have one great that, great that, that we, can never, your, we can never. great to watch your with your significant other. Honestly, they're only great if I'm watching with my wife. Okay, you know, like. There's a couple of movies out there that we can enjoy watching, but the problem is they're just so darn long, I don't ever want to worry about t- taking up the time on a Friday night, like Titanic or Gone with the Wind, you know, things like that. But cool. to me, there's two. Okay. There's two. You ready? Yep. Go for it. And one of them is probably going to be one of yours. Okay. One of them, Letters to Juliet. My wife and I really enjoy that Really, Yes. That's just one that we, you know, all the time we'll we'll, we'll turn to each other. I'm like, hey, you want to do this? Oh, (laughs) win-win. You know, we just bring that up all the time is one of those chick flicks. But the other one is I'm sure is going to be one of yours is Return to Me. That is one of
1: mine, actually. With
0: David Duchovny and Minnie Driver and Carol O'Connor and that movie is just fun. The old guys are hilarious. Um, and it's just, it's just, a, a, I mean, it's sad. It's really sad. But it's sad more at the beginning than it is there. <laughs> oh, Return of the Jedi from Jeremiah. Yeah. So th- those are mine. I can bring up some other ones after after okay.
1: you, you share We're- Return to me was my number two, okay. And the and the one I'm putting at number one, I'm putting it number one, because it is one that I will sometimes even watch if I come past it on TV, even with my wife not here. Okay. And it is Serendipity.
0: That you know what? That's a pretty good one too. I saw that <laughs> one in the theater.
1: <laughs> um. I just, to, that movie to me is just not just a chick flick. It is, all, I mean, it is a true romantic comedy. I mm-hmm. mean, that that movie I just find is hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, um, so so that one is by number one and number two is absolutely Return to Me. We reference that movie all the time. My kids get sick of hearing mm-hmm. referencing that movie all the time. And actually I'll, I'll say a line and look at the kids and be like, what movie is that from? And Alex was real little when the Return to Me movie mm-hmm. came out, so she didn't know the name of it. But she wanted to watch it one time, and, she, and we're like, couldn't figure out what movie she was talking about. And she was like, "This movie."
0: I from you at the told beginning,
1: from at the beginning, where Minnie drivers in the in the hospital and has the oxygen oh, it has tube. Oh, has the thing. And oh, <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and I, I, I remember that now you, talk, you
0: you had said that to me That's alex was
1: like three or four and mm-hmm. that that was how they we went to that movie but
0: um well even with that one because I've had my daughter watch it and I, just occasionally i'll just say to her i'm like i'm like best male singer of all time and the answer oh. is supposed to be Mr Frankie Sinatra oh no because 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 I expect her to give me the mini driver answer. Oops. Dean Martin, Dean Martin, yeah. <laughs> so um, I have one Frank Sinatra song on my, um, on my iTunes,
1: and it's the one from that movie,
0: is it? And it's the one from that movie, Real uh, McCoy. At, 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 oh, actually, that's what you—that's what I thought the name of it was. The name of the song is actually um, "At Long Last Love." Right. Yeah. But... So yeah, it's it—it's a good one. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of um. Uh, so there's some more classic ones. You said Serendipity because my my wife always liked you know John Cusack movies, mm-hmm. so we would watch things like Better Off Dead and Say Anything, and classic more classic ones like that. Um, if she really liked Sleepless in Seattle, so if that was on, or You Got Mail, those are ones that I'm I'm okay watching. But if I had to pick, it would be one of those. Um, there's another one in there, but I'm I can't remember what the other one is that we, that we would do. Um, that I'd be like, okay, I'll watch that. Um, but yeah, believe it or not, you know, some people you know, we're getting a lot of answers here. Um, um 50 first dates. I don't know. Would that be a chick flick? That's like, actually I don't a think that's a great Fit, movie I wouldn't because you're a chick
1: Oh, it's a romantic comedy.
0: Yeah. So but I wouldn't call know. it as much as a chick flick because guys <laughs> would like it, because <laughs> there's our five minutes, because Adam Sandler's in it and funny. I like honestly, I if it's one. I'll watch. Just go with it when they're in Hawaii with Jennifer Aniston. But yeah, so yeah, those are. I I can I can take you know, I can tolerate the chick flicks. That's fine. That's just a good, just as much as my wife watches you know, superhero movies and stuff with me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We, so, we try to find it. We we try to work balance. and find a balance. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Oh, right. that was another good one. When Harry Met Sally. That's a good. One. All right. Let's get back to this. Here was our topic. If it wasn't for the Steelers hiring or, or reportedly coming to an agreement with yes. um, an offensive coordinator today, we—I was actually—we were actually going to talk about the games from Sunday to say what can we draw from those games that tell us things about the Steelers. You watch the games on Sunday, Rich?
1: A little, some. <laughs> I didn't get to catch all of them. Mm-hmm um okay. i caught i probably caught a decent amount of the baltimore game except for when i was dropped there was a uh, the stretch where i was running over to mom and dad's
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i that i caught the game caught some of the game there and then the little bit between uh, left i think at the end of the third and got back here to then finish it out and i i saw mostly just the first half of the second game and just really wasn't that into it and was really, really tired and went to bed. But I do have some takes on what the Steelers can take from
0: it. Well, let me tell you about my experience watching these games. I would just tell you this. My my wife was just in a mood on Sunday. Not in a bad way, in a good way. In a very, you know, happy-giving mood because I was just kind of down. I'm like, man – I gotta watch this AFC Championship game, but if I just the kids were busy with stuff, I'm like, if I just sit and watch this game, I'm gonna get mad. Either way, because I don't really want Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl again, and I didn't, definitely didn't want the Ravens going, even though you know I felt like this was their year to do it. Lamar stayed healthy all year; it seemed like everything was lined up for them. They had the number one seed. I'm like so if the I said so the worst was at the Ravens because of living in Maryland and dealing with Ravens fans. Um I don't mind Ravens fans. All Ravens fans, it's the non-knowledgeable Ravens fans that I that just drive me nuts. Yeah. So my my thing was I was like I just wish there was something else for me to care more about. Guess what I ended up doing? Guess where I watched the AFC Championship game? Um, where did you watch the AFC championship
1: game, Dave?
0: Across the river at the casino.
1: Nice.
0: (laughs) I went to the casino to watch. Now, I was kind of mad because it was a Sunday. I didn't, I'd never been on a Sunday before. And they, they didn't have the area open in the, in the sports betting area where they have the big screens. There's usually blackjack tables right there. None of them were open. So now I, I still got to watch the game, it just wasn't I thought I'd be like big screen and get to play blackjack. Yeah. So it was the whole idea of you know what, if things are going wrong there, that's not the most important thing right now. What's more important is I'm doing better at the at, at the table. So I did that. I actually almost left at halftime of the FC Championship game. I had gotten up from a table, the the, the minimum increased. I, it was time, to, I was not doing oh, I had one bad beat of where I had a lot invested in a hand because I split three times or split twice to have three hands and doubled down on one of them. And when you're sitting there with 20s and the dealer is showing a four and draws the 21, it's just like dagger. Anyway, so I went over and actually watched just before halftime where I could hear the commentators. So I saw that where I heard the comment. Otherwise, I was just watching. And I one thing I did miss was I did miss the strip sack where Lamar lost the ball because I, I went to, to pay attention to something else, came back, and it was a commercial. I'm like, oh, I think someone got hurt. And they come back, and she's got I'm like, what happened? So luckily I didn't catch that later. So and I didn't watch the first part of the next of the next game there as well. Uh, made it home by the start of the second half. But it was really nice to have that distraction. So let's talk a little well, bit about it, this
1: game. It, it's it's funny, okay? So I got a text before the Ravens game from okay. Thaddeus Kennedy. All right. Mm-hmm. So Thaddeus texts and says, you know, who you want in this game? And I, you know, wrote back like, well, what I'd really like is for a big sinkhole to open up and swallow all of M&T Bank Stadium, take the the Ravens and the Chiefs with it, and the FC isn't represented.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I say, and. And like some fans would say, in the one luxury box, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, that, that's how I thought. I'm like, I'm like, can you just can can they play to a draw where neither team's allowed to go or something like that, or even better, just not play? I mean, if, what if they go to eight overtime? Then it's still zero zero because they both stink so bad. Would would be like ideal for me. But honestly, I'm 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 okay with how things went down. I do have to answer this question. Chair Richards wants to know if I won. Well, if I would have left at halftime of the first game, the answer would have been no. But then, decide to stick around, it was decidedly yes. So I ended up having quite a good day then. Um, yes, well, everyone well, out we'll there should know. Dave and his
1: number geekiness <laughs> does very well at blackjack.
0: Yeah, but it's so funny because and. You have the two different side bets you can do with where I was. You get the lucky ladies, or then you get the thing where you're playing the dealer's card, your card, and you're trying to get a three-card hand. And they're like, oh, the odds play so well. You know why they have those those side bets there? Because the casino would likely lose money on blackjack if it wasn't for them getting the side bets. Yep. Because blackjack is the one game where the where the player actually has an advantage over the house. But people are like, oh, man, you would have hit that side bet if you would have play. I'm like, yeah. So I would have won something 20 to 1. That's the first time in 50 hands I hit it. Right. No. Everyone else at the table was down when I left, pulling out more money. Not me. I left up. So remember that if you're someone who likes to go out and do those things. So anyway, all right. Back to the game. Back to what it means to seal. First of all, let's just say this. 1710 is the Ravens nemesis this year. <laughs> yes, it is. I love it. I figured you'd go there because that's right where I went. I love it. Lost both games to the Steelers 1710 and then lost this one 1710. And I, I want to tell a little bit of a story. I saw something on Twitter where someone had shared, had some bad language in it, so I was like, I wasn't going to go in and do anything with it. It was someone, or some podcaster for the Ravens, not someone that's through the Fans First Sports Network. I can tell you that. We have two Ravens affiliates, and um, they're they're knowledgeable. It's actually nice. This guy was it was crazy. It, he was just, really, this is what you're going to talk about. He was going on and on right before the Ra- – th- this was before they played in the divisional round. Going on and on and on on the show. All I wanted to talk about was how the Steelers were garbage. And they're frauds and blah, blah, blah. And anyone just wants to get in, the, get in the playoffs and play the Steelers. They want a playoff game and blah, 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 And going off on all these things. You know what I thought? Two words came to mind. Rent free. The Steelers live rent free in so many Ravens fans' heads. <laughs> because game. even with all their success this season, and they were getting ready to go on a quote-unquote Super Bowl run, they want to talk more about the Steelers not being good because they can't stand it. The Steelers beat them twice this year. And of one what is it seven of eight now, I think it is four in a row something in Baltimore, like something, something like that. Um, man, just the, I, the Ravens put up crazy points this year. I mean, they put up crazy points this year. They uh, three times. They're three lowest scoring games, both against the Steelers and this one in Kansas City, 10 points. They're their, their next lowest loss, 19 to twenty two, in overtime to the Colts. So they, I mean, look at these points they were putting up. You know, uh, this is in a row. You know, they played, they lost 17 to 10 to the Steelers in week five. Then they put up 24, 38, 31, 37, 31, 34, 20. They won that one 20 to 10. 37, 23 to 7, 33, 56. And then what'd you get with the Sealers get at the end of the year? 10. Go to Houston or host Houston 34, Kansas City 10. They really just kind of blew that. Yeah. So, what did did you think, too?
1: Did you think, too, that the Ravens against the Chiefs defense? looked an awful lot like the Ravens against the Steelers defense. You think the yes. Chiefs took anything out of the games with Ravens played against the Steelers?
0: Hmm. You think, let's see, they've got a very good head coach and a defensive coordinator that used to be a head coach. It's a very good defensive coordinator. I'd have to say, uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All you got to do is kind of get in the Ravens' head. Did you see the pregame stuff? No. Did you see the Justin Tucker thing and the Arthur Millette thing?
1: Oh, um, I don't know that I saw the Arthur Millette thing. I saw the, the Justin Tucker thing. Yeah,
0: Arthur Millette just got into it and with verbally with some players and got shoved back and everything. That's why I think it's ironic that um when the Ravens came up big to stop the run and line up man to man, they're like, Oh, we'll just go deep on whoever Millette's guarding because he's a run-stopping nickel. That's what he was. Yeah. And beat him deep and won the game. Um but the Tucker thing, that was pretty... I mean, you, you've got to give the other team their end of the stadium. You can't do... I mean, that you're in the opposite end of where your team's supposed to be warming up. And you're going to go down there and just try to get in their way? I know the kickers kind of do their own little thing, but you they usually respect other people. So, hey. Anyway. Brian Anthony Davis said something on the Here We Go show this morning. I hate to do this to you, Brian, but I'm going to call you out on something. Uh oh. He said, he said that the Ravens lost this game, and and the Chiefs are back to the Super Bowl, and they are obviously not as good as a team as once they were as what they were before. I disagree. I disagree. They are obviously not the offense they were before. Yeah. Okay. Last year, Kansas City Chiefs, regular season, number one ranked offense in points and yards. Defense, they were 16th in points, 11th in yards. You know, decent defense, great offense. What do they have this year? They were 15th in points, ninth in yards on offense, but for defense, second in both categories. Yeah. Number two defense in both categories. I don't think they're a worse team. They're a different team. Yes. Very and people different. look at the numbers, look at the fantasy, look at all this that you can do and everything else. What are they now? They're a very good defense with a with a game-changing quarterback that can do the things to win whether it's a 17 to 10 win or a 44 to 41 win. Yeah. That's what that's what they are. So I don't think they're worse. They're just different. Their defense was completely different this year. So to me, how that translates. But they are who we thought they were. There you go. The way that translates to to what the Steelers can take away from this is the ever-growing narrative from all the talking heads and everyone, because everyone loves offense, everyone loves offense, that you've got to score crazy points in order to win the Super Bowl. It helps. But the Chiefs, they put up 17 points in the AFC Championship game and they're back in the Super Bowl. Yep. Now, how much of that was the Ravens blowing it? You got to force people into things, and they did. Yeah, Exactly. That interception in the triple coverage in the end zone, you know what it reminded me of? Reminded me of one Joey Porter Jr. pulling in an interception. Yep. Not it wasn't triple coverage, but it was, you know, Lamar trying to get cute mm-hmm. in the end zone. And then oh, the fumble into the end zone. That was just Hey, the guy's yeah. trying
1: to make a play, but the defense said, Okay, yep. we'll make one too. Yeah. I mean, did that remind you of things the Steelers might would get would couldn't would quote unquote get
0: away with? Yeah. 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 Now I'm going to bring up something as we transition to the other game. You know what people aren't talking about because the Chiefs are the AFC champions and ended the Super Bowl? Do you remember in the second quarter of that game when the Chiefs were down in the red zone and they had a fourth and one, long one or short two, whatever you're going to call it? They decided to not kick the field goal yep. and go for it. They didn't get it. Nope. No one's talking about that one. Nope. Because they won. Yeah, that's right. Because they won. Sure are talking about it the next game. <laughs> yes, you are.
1: Yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah.
0: So I got something. that I, I didn't go looking for it because I'm sure I probably would have found. But if you wanted to look on Twitter or X, try not to just go into other things. I have a a list of of people that cover the NFL or specifically the Steelers, and that's all I get in my feed. So um, unless they quote somebody else, I'm generally not going to see it. But I had a feeling that if I looked for it, I would find this. And I was going to say this. Dan Campbell passed up a chance to go up three scores in the third quarter. By not kicking, trying a 46-yard field goal, and went for it. Dan Campbell passed up on the chance to tie the game in the fourth quarter with a 48-yard field goal and chose to go for it instead. I'm surprised there weren't Steeler fans out there saying, yeah, Campbell went for it, probably should have kicked the field goal. Tomlin would have punted. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> you know there probably had to be a Steeler right out there. probably was. <laughs> there probably was. Yeah. So, uh, so hey, hey, at least you went for it. Thomas would have punted. Um, would have would, taken a five yard. Would have taken a five yard delay a game. They have more room to punt. So yeah, but uh, also feel bad. You know the the first one. It's just a drop pass and everything. Did you see any of the discussion in the Slack channel today where we had someone who's not a podcaster, who's a writer for us, I'm not going to call him out too much, but was really kind of going after Jared Goff? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, uh, Unless you already have a a problem with him ahead of time, I don't get how you lay that loss on him.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't see either. I thought he actually played a very good
0: game. Yeah. Well, let's just say this. He didn't lose it. Yeah. He didn't lose in the game. You know, he didn't fumble away on one play. To me, you want to know what, what what lost that game? One stop. The Lions needed one defensive stop in the entire second half. And couldn't come up with it. And couldn't come up with it. Yep. What, what happened? Field goal Touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, end of game. That was the forty nine ers' second half possessions. Yeah. So once again, I kind of little focus a little bit on defense. You can't just completely overlook defense and think that you can still that having a super prolific offense is going to get you the whole way. That's what I take That's what I take away Steelers-wise from that game. Well, what about you?
1: Yep, because there will be a time where, as a team, you've just got to come up with a stop. Mm-hmm. Can you do it?
0: Yeah. I'll be honest with you. If there was a time in that game I thought Dan Campbell was going to not kick the field goal and go for it, it was the last play of the first half. That's when I thought he was going to go yeah. for it. I wonder if he was upset that he didn't, and that's part of the reason why he did the next two times. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, I do understand people like, hey, that's who they've been all season. They've been aggressive. Yeah, but you've got to think of game situation. You know, the 49ers come out to start the second half. They get a field goal. You hold them to a field goal. You give it to that, but they get a field goal. If you answer that field goal with a field goal and they're still right back with the same deficit, that's huge. And, yep. I mean, my goodness, when you're in the fourth quarter, a chance to tie the game, that's big because you must make sure that when you get the ball back again, it's a one-possession game. And that's what happened to them. They did not get the ball back uh, it took for it to be a one-possession game. Yep. So you got to be a little bit better situationally um, when I say that. But uh, you also got to be a little bit lucky, man. <laughs> about that off the face mask? <laughs> I thought that – should have honestly been offensive pass interference. I thought he interfered with the defender to keep him from catching that ball. And then it hit off the face. If you were going to call it, like there was a flag that they picked up. And I'm like, there's no way they could call that pass interference because the defender didn't touch the offensive guy. The offensive guy went after the defender. So... So, what what do I learn with the Pittsburgh Steelers about this? Defense matters. Being able to make to get the big stop when you need it is key. That's why someone like a TJ Watt is so valuable because he, he comes through usually in those big moments. You know, out you know, think about when the Steelers didn't when they played the Colts and they gave up all those runs after run, after run, after run, after run. Okay. You've got to get the key stop in the key moments. Okay. And also. It takes a little bit. It takes a little bit of the ball bouncing your way in order for it things does. to really come through in the NFL. Yes, it does. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say about those?
1: About those, no. But you got
0: something to get to. Oh no, I have a, I know we had a super chat. Okay, just make sure. But you the knew reason you had one I so didn't that. bring it up yet is because we're I, coming back. I knew. I knew why. We're coming back to that subject here to finish up. But I also was looking at how deep we we're getting into the show. Time to get um, there's a nice little thing here now that we didn't have several months ago here on here on Streamyard that we use. That actually I can click over and get just the super chats. Mm-hmm. So that's know, really like nice to have that. that. So that's yep. why I I mentioned when I first saw it, when it first came up I mentioned Marky e. D I got you we'll get to that later because normally in these shows we're probably going to have hopefully have time to do questions we didn't this week we in essence covered two topics because we had the new Arthur Smith stuff there and for some people they came in in the second half they like hey what about what what about the, the the new OC that was what we talked about the entire first half go back and check that out um oh yeah sherry Richards brought up something i I, I forgot to mention the yeah. catches his own pass and gets 13 yards <laughs> yeah he caught it on the run totally took yeah. it away from the defender
1: yes yeah, that was that that, yeah, that, that was that crazy. was actually one where I had to just be like,
0: Lamar, that was a heck of a play. Yes, it was. Um but then again he had he had a fumble and a bad interception. So Yes, he did. Yeah. But uh I'll say it one last time. I thought the last time the Ravens won the Super Bowl, I kind of felt that was their year because I said, Hey, you got it. They were the sixth seed and everything. I'm like, you're gonna have to pay Joe Flacco because he won a couple games. Said, and it's going to kill your salary cap or you're not going to be able to get back there with him ever again. Said, it's kind of got to be your year. It's all or nothing. This one just felt like it was their year because Lamar just had never been healthy. How many times has he been unhealthy? Don't, I mean, like last year, he wasn't there for the playoffs, missing so much time. He was healthy all season enough to get them the number one seed. Still didn't help. Still didn't help. So, all right. they got They got out-schemed. Got out-schemed, yeah and just and got got in their own heads. I honestly think yep. they got in their own heads. I'm going to bring this up we got 5 dingo dollars here from Steeler's Nation Australia that is Marky. Uh, loves e. me some dingo dollars. So this is coming back to the subject that we're going to have for our final question and that is he says Fire Smith. He says um just getting in early, you heard it first from the from the Aussie bloke just getting Steelers going to the Super Bowl. Um chances are there's something in the middle there for both of those. Although I did already see a a fire Smith fire Tomlin hashtag at somewhere um, earlier today, not as a joke. So I really appreciate that marketing. We're going to come back about Arthur Smith. We, the, our original thing was we said, is it joy or pain? Because it was the Rob based DJ easy rock, but there's what's the next two, two things in the next line, rich sunshine and rain sunshine and rain. So here's what I'm going to say. We've got four options with how you feel about, the Arthur Smith hire. And don't bring it up. You had the live chat. This is the big question. Is it joy? Is it paid? Is it sunshine? Or is it rain? Now, let me define those for you a little bit. Joy is just like, hey, this is great. She has got a guy. Seems to be a great fit. Super excited. Let's go. Let's go win some games next year. Okay, pain is the exact opposite. Oh my goodness, what are the Steelers doing? They had a chance to hire somebody new, and then and this is not what this is not. This is going to get the same old stuff with the Steelers, and it's going to be no different than no different or worse than what it was before. That's your pain. Your sunshine is that you know what? This is pretty good. This, I'm all right with this. This is this is looking pretty good. But you know, it, it might get a too much sunshine, makes it a little bit hot. So I'm not exactly sure if this is going to be great the whole way, but I kind of have a good outlook on it. And then rain is kind of the same way. It's it's the more moderate negative take of, yeah, I'm not really excited about this one. He didn't really do well as a a head coach, but you know what? He was a pretty decent coordinator. Maybe it'll work out, but I'm not getting my hopes up. That's your four choices. Okay. So, so if it was on a scale of excitement of one, two, three, or four, Uh, joy would be four, sunshine would be three, rain would be two, and pain would be one. Rich, are you joy, pain, sunshine, or rain? I am sunshine. You are sunshine. Um, you know what? So am I. I, I, I want to look at this from the, from a, from a positive. I'm 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 trying you didn't say much, say it much. Can, from it a positive be, aspect. It can, go ahead. Look,
1: it, it, it's one of those where like I said before, I, I'm not gonna say joy. Why are people until I answering? See more product? I don't you know. You
0: can't answer until I put it out <laughs> in the in the chat. I know er, there, everybody people just that are here all the time. <laughs> you know what you you know what the problem. I know exactly what the problem is, Rich. You know what the problem is? What? What's the problem? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to oh. figure out. The problem is that this is what they can't do. Can't wait. That's right. Yeah. They, can't
1: they can't wait. You got to wait. You got
0: to wait. You got to wait. 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 Okay. So back to what you were saying. <laughs>
1: uh, um, I, I can't call it. It was going to have to be sunshine and rain for me because I can't call yeah. it joy because I haven't seen a product yet. But I can't call saying? it pain because I haven't seen a product yet. You know, I, I'm a... I'm a, I want to see the product kind of guy um but uh, you know I, I'm fairly optimistic about this. I liked the guy as <laughs> I like the guy as a coordinator and
0: yeah. think that
1: we could have a good coordinator No
0: yeah, so. I, I think that yeah if if we got Tennessee Arthur Smith, I'm happy with that. Now did he did they go win a Super Bowl no so I'd like to get a little bit better. Than what it was with Tennessee. Yep. But you know what? It wasn't necessarily from a lack of offense that they didn't. Okay. I do love what Jenny Benef- Jeffrey Benedict said. We miss you, Jeffrey. He says it's Pittsburgh, Dave. It's cloudy. It's always cloudy. Um, and Chair Richards is right. It's a false start. We have a five yard penalty. But guess what? <laughs> penalty is over. I just put it out there. Now people can say, is it now your you joy, can... your pain? Your sunshine, your rain. Because I didn't want to ask it the same way as I did last week when I said, we'll ask this question how people were feeling about stuff as stuff goes on. And then something already, I, I honestly, I didn't know that they were going to hire someone before the Super Bowl is over. I'm kind of glad they did. I just didn't expect it. So, yeah. So let's see. <laughs> I do have to bring this up. Okay. That, that Steelers national <laughs> chair, Mark had to say, I hope we win the Super Bowl and not Canada's players. You know what? That's funny. I, I've, 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 you know what? The Steelers couldn't win it this year, and they couldn't win it. You know, I don't think they can win it next year because I don't want them to have a Super Bowl of the only reason Omar Khan won it was because it was Colbert's players. People want to talk about Cowher's players versus Tomlin's players. I'm sorry, they were all Colbert's players. They were Colbert's players either way. So yeah, so there we go. Um, so here we go. And after she was in there first, she says rain, not very happy with it, but could probably be swayed to maybe go enjoy and jump in some puddles. Um, there, um, Kathy, she just said three, cause she didn't remember which one it was. That would be sunshine. Okay. Uh, and Gabriel golden says, says joy, um, joy, joy, because it fits what they want to do, uh, with the, with the, with the run, run and the big pass. Um, Thomas Riley is sunshine. Jeffrey Benedict is sunshine. Steeler chick 46 is rain. Um, uh, Steel dog 88 was split. Split the difference to go sunshine on a rainy day. Okay. Isaac Aguilar, he's joy. He's ready. He's good to go. He says happy. That's that's great. Um, Steelers Pittsburgh says sunshine. Uh, um, uh, Brian Brown did the emoji. Well, sunshine, partly cloudy, uh, but says can't be worse. Okay, uh, Jack says sunshine. Okay, uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Randall River says uh, sunshine, but a plus. So in other words, that's that's one of the, that's got to be on the verge of joy, wouldn't oh, you say? That,
1: yeah. It, yeah, it probably is. But
0: okay, gotta I gotta get the voice right.
1: Marky D, I love says, this one. I love says, this one.
0: Joy and double joy. Yes,
1: I <laughs> love that when I saw it come up. Marky D. <laughs> You uh, Marky that, D is dead. Marky D wins the live chat tonight. Yeah, Marky win D wins the live wins the tonight. chat tonight. Yep. Yes.
0: Yep. Um and of course we have to get from uh um Jerry Cherry band that says he's seen fire and he's seen rain. <laughs> <laughs> um Mark Tobin says rain. Um uh, let's see what else do we have here. A lot of a lot of people just chiming in uh saying what they want. Um yeah. Gavin, Anthony. yep. He says sunshine, but we could use more sunshine. Yep. yep. Okay. Sherry Richards says they start sunny with a 40% chance of rain. <laughs> I just I'm glad we don't have any pain. I've seen pain on social media, um with I with everything. Too. And I don't really need it. You know, I don't. I get it. I understand if you really wanted something else, if you wanted the sealers to go in a completely different direction. I don't know how well that would have fit when you really sit back and think about it. If you would have brought in, you know, someone McVeigh, if you know what I'm saying,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or well, Shanahan. No, Shanahan would probably would have been all right. But you know, or McVeigh, I don't know. Is that really what the Steelers are built for right now? All right. It we'll would have
1: really taken some time.
0: Yeah. So we'll we'll see what they can do with it. I like it because I think I think we might see free agency and draft um focused back in the trenches on offense. I, I think you're gonna see another lineman taken high. Um I'd be fine with a center or another tackle. And that's right now assuming that, that they don't make a big splash there in free agency. So we just right. got to see how that all plays out. Okay. Yep. So uh I'm I'm feeling I'm at first I was I wasn't overly excited at first Kind of like Jeff Hartman was when Kenny Pickett was drafted. His reaction was more was less about what the situation was, and more about dealing as as us doing this as, as podcasting with the website, dealing with how Steelers fans would react to it.
1: Well, at least at <laughs> look, at least it wasn't Andrew Wilbar's reaction to drafting Kenny Pickett. Yeah. So you know.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, that, that never gets old. So all no, right, mention we we'll, it chicken. It will never get yeah. old. Yeah. Uh just so everyone knows, the um the the Steelers fix was because of the breaking news and it kind of changed up their podcast a little bit. It got bumped to Wednesday. Um, if you're wondering where that was. And that's because Steel City Insider was not uh recording. Run on Tuesday this week. It's going to run a little bit later this week, but it, it will be in there as well. So you'll get all of our podcasts just a little bit coming at a different time. Don't know if you all checked out D in the week that was this past weekend uh, with her first podcast with us. Uh, she should be doing that again um, that comes out on Saturday. Uh, other than that, we should have the same live shows, all the good stuff. Thursday night, we're going to be back to closer to our normal time with the preview. Probably look for us around 7 30. Um, because of we we have some other meetings, but other obligations that weren't there that 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 keeps us from going at the normal time. And of course, always check out steelcreeknetwork uh, We're continuing to to to, to bring some some good discussion there in the comments about the Smith hiring. Um, if you want to go check those out, Rich, what do you have to say to close us out here tonight? Uh,
1: I'm missing it. I'm missing Steeler football already. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we are on to, as I call it, we are on to that different game that, the, that we go through, known as the off offseason. Um, but as we see, it doesn't take, you know, all of a sudden, boom, something happens, and, and we've got plenty to talk about. Um, ha- happy to see, you know, I mentioned earlier in the show, happy to see the coordinators there. Got the co- coordinator in, plenty of time, get to work, get an offense, ready to roll get the players started on it get everybody comfortable um you know th- this this was you know the first domino or the you know the first piece of things that are going to go on for the steelers in the off season um looking forward to all of it um always fun to see what the steelers do always gives us plenty to talk about just you know what move comes next Not sure, but I do know what I can say about it. I can't wait. I can't wait.